Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Whether you're buying a new car or used one, it's a big investment, which is why you should choose Pennzoil Platinum. It helps extend the life of your engine and protect it up to 15 years or 500,000 miles, whichever comes first, guaranteed. That's because Pennzoil's base oil is made from natural gas and 99.5% free from engine clogging impurities. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Enrollment required? Keep your receipts. Other conditions apply? See Pennzoil.com warranty for full details. Find it at Firestone Complete Auto Care. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Over the line, or closing, begins. A backhander and a save by Tony Esposito. Stan Mikita was a small guy, very cocky in those days. A right hand by Magnuson, and he puts that guy down. Magnuson trying to tear his hair out. NBC Chicago's James Naveau. See Chicago hockey insider oh. Jay Zawaski. Part of Blue Wire Podcast. Came off the boards. He shoots his goal. Down to the tanks. A game winning goal. The Hawks live to fight another day. Rolling back, Sobola drives, gets it from The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Chicago's going to be in last place forever. Triple Threat Sports, Fry the Coop, Dr. Squatch, and by the Cincinnati Group, let's drop the puck. Welcome in, Blackhawks fans. This is indeed the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. My name is James Nabeau from NBC5. With me, as always, is Odyssey's Hockey Insider, podcast guru at WBBM. It is Jay Zawoski. He also co-hosts the I'm Fat Podcast and is going to be, what, judging a chili contest? Yes. Did I see that right? <laughs> yes, you did. I'm going to be at the Homewood Fall Fest this Saturday. Rick and I will be there doing the I'm Fat Podcast live. We're also doing, we're judging the chili cook-off, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Chili cook-off judging is two to three. Then we're going to do a live I'm Fat Podcast from three to four. I'm assuming be, you can still talk from all the spiciness. Yeah, seriously. I'm going to be selling copies of my book, The Big 50, The Men and Moments That Made the Blackhawks, uh, there as well. So if you haven't gotten a signed copy yet, come see me at uh, the Homewood Fall Fest. And then what else? Oh, oh we're going to be selling some merch as well. Got some Madhouse Pod tees and some I'm Fat Podcast tees. Speaking of that, there is a sale going now through the 27th of September at RT Public Shop, $13 Classic Tees. Up to 38% off everything else. So go to the Tea Public Shop. Use that link in our social media bios. It will help us. You will save by using that link. And anything you buy on Tea Public, be it a Madhouse podcast thing or not, use our link anyway because we get a little kickback when you do that. And of course, we always greatly, greatly appreciate that. Uh, James, I apologize. Speaking of that, I apologize to you earlier. I forgot to send you your cut of the Madhouse podcast money for the last two months. As a new homeowner, I am deeply offended that this happened. I, well, you got to say something when you know my dumb ass is distracted by a million things. 
Yes, you're dumbassery. It'll be the death of us all. Yes, I'm very sorry, but it's written. It's in front of me. It will be in the mail tomorrow. So I'm very, very sorry. Anywho, no one gives a crap about any of this stuff, even though you should. Um, The Hawks are back. They were on the ice today, and there is so much to talk about. James, we are less than a week away from the first preseason game. They dropped the puck on Wednesday for the first time. And usually it's hard to get excited for preseason stuff, but with so many position battles going on in camp, it's hard to not get excited about the preseason. Heck yeah, man. And obviously getting to see uh, some of the new faces in camp was really cool today. Getting to see Tyler Johnson out there on the ice was uh, definitely something to behold. Getting to watch uh, Lucas Reichel over the weekend up in Minnesota. Thought he looked really good in the uh, prospect tournament that they had up there. And then, of course, Jake McCabe and Seth Jones both uh, hopping on the ice for the Blackhawks today in training camp and playing together, which I found uh, very interesting. I knew we had been talking about about potentially pairing those guys up with uh, Calvin DeHaan and Connor Murphy. And I'm sure we're going to get into all of those uh, kind of line combination talk there. But just seeing some of those new faces on the ice today was really awesome. And then, of course, the biggest and most awesomest of all of the stories that came out of today was the tanned and fit and rough and ready <laughs> Jonathan Taves, who was back out on the ice with the Blackhawks at camp today. Uh, talked to the media afterwards. Seemed like he was really in good spirits. Seems like he's really in a good uh, kind of frame of mind uh, coming into training camp. Still using some cautious language you definitely can notice when talking about whether or not he's going to be ready for the start of the season, but you can definitely tell that Jonathan is he's ready to play. He really wants to get back out there. I think it really bothered him that he couldn't play last season, and he seems healthy. He seems happy, and he was out there today with uh, – Dominic Kubalik and Brandon Hagel and look like he was uh, ready to go. It just, it's a really training camp opening is always a really great day, but with Jonathan Taves back out on the ice today, it was just that little bit sweeter. Definitely. Before we even continue, why don't we hear from Jonathan Taves in his own words? This is only about three minutes long. So I'm going to bring you, uh, we're going to bring you the comments from today's uh, media gathering. This is Jonathan Taves after practice. This is courtesy of chicagoblackhawks.com. I mean, I think it was it was hard for everybody, but uh, yeah, it wasn't easy. But I mean, at the same time, feels feels really good to be back, and um, it's a brand new group in so many ways. So it's it's a fresh start uh, for the other guys, but for for me especially. You know what? Like like I told you this summer, I'm I'm just taking it one day at a time. That's all I can really handle right now. And um, you know, we kind of got into the whole goals versus expectations and I had to think about that for a minute and uh but uh yeah that that's my goal um but I think I just have to keep being patient and you know I think there's things that you can learn as far as how I approach the game um when you're not firing on all cylinders and the conditioning is not quite there yet um so I'm just chipping away at that and getting back into watching video and thinking the game and um so, you know, that's my plan. I love to, and uh, focus on tomorrow for now. What's the hardest part, the mental part or the physical part at this point? Uh, I feel like they're the same at this point, you know. I think it's it's hard to tell where one becomes the other, but, um, yeah, it's been a challenge both ways. So I think when, 
you know, you're not feeling like yourself for a long time, it, it definitely becomes very mental after a while. And you said this is kind of like a day-to-day -day thing for you at this point. I mean, should we assume at this point, since you're skating out there, that you've responded like you would wish up until this point in terms of getting back and skating and practicing, that everything's gone as well as you could have expected up at this point? I'm just, I mean, as dog-tired as I was out there today, uh, it's a good feeling um, instead of, like, okay, I'm, I'm in trouble, I'm going to be up on the couch for two, three days doing nothing after that. So I think that's, uh, to me, that's progress, and it feels good to go out there and, and feel that. Um, so I think that the response and the recovery just feels a lot better. So it's there's still, um, I'm still at that point where I'm not 100%, but I think, like I was saying a minute earlier, there's still a lot I can learn as far as just how to slow the game down, how to think the game better, and just kind of pinpointing what I've done well, what I haven't done so well in the past too. So, um, all and all the while, just uh, keep working on my condition, and get myself back to a point where I I know I, I feel great. I feel like myself out there. A group of guys, both young and like you said, experienced, coming back to a team like this. It's exciting. I th I think I've you know. I felt it out there today where it was quiet in the room a little bit before practice and then there was, you know, guys were going hard today. I think there's a healthy level of competition when there's uncertainty and uh, and I think that's a good thing. So everyone wants to test what they got. No one's taking anything for granted. Everyone's going to go out there and work for their spot on the team and, and show what they can do. So I think that's going to make us uh, a lot better and, uh, you know, Again, guys with some experience when they have that hunger, you know, it pays off for sure. God, it's good to hear his voice again, man. <laughs> it's always so like he's always like so laconic and so like uh very quiet when he talks. It always is something I've noticed about him and it's never ever changed. Like he rarely ever gets like animated at all when he speaks. It's so funny. Laconic? Is that laconic. The word? Laconic L A C L A C O N I C, yes. All right, yep. looking this up. Adjective of a person's speech or style of writing using very few words. Thank you, James. I learned something today. <laughs> I like that. Is there like a way to get like a the more you know, like a gift to go across your uh, brain right now? Yeah, I, well, that happened. I don't want to get sued and use the sound. You know, you know how it is. <laughs> We're probably breaking enough copyright laws with the open. We should probably not push it any further. Well, we already violated with t-shirts too, so why not just go for the full yeah, Monty? Nintendo, kiss my ass. Well, you did you see images. the? By the way, did you see the announcement today about the new Mario movie? I just saw it on the side of my Twitter. Did I see that Chris Pratt is playing Mario? Chris Pratt is indeed playing Mario. Charlie Day is playing Luigi. Are there no fat actors available? <laughs> Jack Black is playing Bowser. Okay, that works. That I, actually, I think, is gonna be pretty cool. He could probably do Mario too if he wanted to. Anyway. That's not what yeah. I'm tuned in, but I, I'll, I'll check it out. I don't know. All right. Hey, so, you know what? You said Nintendo. It opened the door. I know. So, okay. Taves talks. I think his words sounded better when you hear them than when you read them because you can tell he's being cautious with what he says. Look, Taves has been on the ice for a while. Like he, He's been practicing. He's been getting ready. He's been ramping up. Uh, he's been active. Everyone says he looks good. Somebody said he looked ripped. This weekend, I, I feel like if I'm if I'm putting money on it, you know, gun to my head, I'm betting he's good to go game one. 
It sure seems like it. And I think that just judging by the way the Blackhawks are bringing him along in training camp, like I'm sure we'll see some more kind of evidence of this when they keep practicing, when they get into the preseason slate. Will he play in any of those games? I think that's something that he obviously is going to need to do just to kind of get back up to speed ahead of the regular season. Would not shock me to see him get into at least a couple of preseason games, but I don't think you put him out there with Kubelik and Hagel unless you're serious about him being out there for week one and to see just kind of what he's got in the tank. And I think the Blackhawks have to be really impressed and really satisfied with what they've seen from him, both on the ice and off, because like you mentioned, he sounds like a guy who is ready to go, especially when you listen to the words that he's saying rather than reading them. I think that Taves and the rest of the team, they've been cautious throughout this whole thing. I think that's something that we have definitely noticed about them. But I think when push ultimately comes to shove, I feel like Jonathan is going to be extremely disappointed if he's not out there for the first game. And all indications seem to be that he's going to be. Yeah, and I, I think it's smart for them to use a little bit of caution when discussing it because if he does have a little bit of a setback and, you know, the workload of real practices, you know, three, four times a week on top of preseason games, if that does maybe slow him down more than expected and they want to pump the brakes a little bit, that way you don't have outright panic. If he's like, yep, I'm going to play, I'm going to play, I'm ready for game one, then all of a sudden are like, eh, you know, little setback, he's going to miss the first few games. You don't need that meltdown. And I think if you kind of prepare people for, I don't want to say worst case scenario, but if you pre- prepare people for the possibility that he might not be ready game one, and then he is, it's a pleasant surprise as opposed to the massive disappointment that if you're propping him up as ready and then he's not. So I think there is a little bit of that sort of thinking in there. I, and th- again, this is just me guessing. This is me reading tea leaves, but When you hear his voice and you see him on the ice and you hear what people are saying about him, no one's saying like, yeah, you know, Johnny's got got, he's got some work to do before he's back. No, everybody's talking like he is full bore ready to go. And I and I think the the Blackhawks except Stan Bowman, who's talking (laughs) like he's dying. The Blackhawks do have three games in the first four days of the season. They play a Wednesday game in Colorado, and then they go across the country and play Friday and Saturday in New Jersey and Pittsburgh, which is – that's a lot. I'm wondering if uh, Jonathan will only play in two of those games, if maybe he'll sit out uh, the game against New Jersey or the game against Pittsburgh. I think that it would be probably smart. I I, I saw Scott Powers today mention the concept of load management, which I really thought was a good idea both for Jonathan Taves and for Patrick Kane, just based on how many miles he's got on the odometer. And I know Kane has obviously played at an extremely high level for an extremely long time. But I, I don't think there's any reason at all when you've got some of the depth that this team has that you don't give Patrick Kane, just let him dial it back a little bit or let Jonathan Taves have kind of a day off when you have those back-to-back games early in the season. I think that that would be something really smart for Jeremy Colleton and company to do. Well, they should sit him against Pittsburgh just to make up for all the time Sidney Crosby never plays against the Hawks. I do believe Sidney Crosby is <laughs> not going to play in that game anyway. Doesn't didn't I see that he had surgery? Yeah, he's hurt again. Yep. Yeah, so he he won't be playing in that game either. What so why chicken. the heck not? He's scared of the Hawks, my friend. He's just upset that they got Jordan <laughs> Stahl and not Jonathan Daves. That's clearly what it is. That's the only possible scenario. He fa- he put off surgery to avoid playing against Brandon Hagel. <laughs> <laughs> But no, the load management thing is 
a really interesting concept because theoretically it makes a lot of sense, right? You want to keep your best and they're not old, but they're your older players healthy and ready to go for the playoffs. However, this is a team that's going to need everything it's got to make the playoffs. So can you afford to sit Taves for a night or Kane for a night here and there? Maybe you just sort of cherry pick opponents, which is so against hockey culture of, <laughs> oh my God, like you're going to sit against a bad team. You've insulted that team. Now it's, you know what I mean? That, that's such a non-hockey thing to do. I don't know. I, I think my I think my desire for two points and having them play every night, I think down the road it will pay off into eventually more points if they're rested, if they're healthy, right? as opposed to if they're banged up down a stretch or if they have to miss a chunk of time in the middle. If, you know, missing a game or two a month for maintenance or doing the HOSA plan with practice where it's like, right. just come when you feel like it, do what you want to do, and we know you'll be good for the game. That's another way they can manage that workload for those two without them missing a huge handful of games. You know, it, and if I, we're talking and I will a game a month, out. I'm on board, I think. But eh, more I, than that is tough. I will I will point out they only have two back-to-backs in the month of October, and then they, they do have a couple of nice little breaks in the schedule as well. Um, so that, that obviously is something the Blackhawks are definitely going to be able to ease themselves into the season and I think take advantage of uh, those rest day, those kind of built-in rest days for Jonathan Taves. I think that could be a really smart idea unless he comes in and just is absolutely lighting the world on fire and then I think we riot in Chicago if Jeremy Colleton tries to pull him out of the lineup if he's doing that. Um, I think that that could be a fair, a fair stance to take. Speaking of lighting the world on fire... You should go to Fry the Coop and light your tongue on fire. That's what I'm talking about. Go get the damn best Nashville hot chicken you've ever had. James, two weeks ago, I had a little procedure done, and uh, it's right by Fry the Coop, and I treated myself because I had earned it, and it was absolutely delicious. Went through the drive-thru there in Tinley Park, ordered my three tenders, my fry. my I get the, hot, the seasoned fries. Oh, so good. Got myself a nice cold pap. And just had an outstanding meal in my car. Oh, man, what a time to be alive. Fry the Coop is in the world, and so are we. We're so blessed. If you're in Oakland, Elmhurst, Westtown, Prospect Heights, or like I just mentioned, Tinley Park, you're near Fry the Coop, and they are scattered well throughout the Chicagoland area. Go try the hot chicken. It's not just the tenders. They've got the sandwiches, the honey butter sandwich. They've got a donut chicken sandwich. Everything there is awesome. Mm -hmm. You're going to love it. Go to frythecoop.com. Check out their menu. You can place your order online for easy pickup. But again, I think it's, I know Tinley and I think Prospect Heights are the two with drive-thrus and man, they make everything fresh. So it's going to be, you know, seven to 10 minutes in that drive-thru, but I'm promising you it is worth every bite. Go visit our friends at Fry the Coop. All right, so we're this far into the podcast. We've not gone over the line specifically yet. So here's what the Hawks had going uh, in the practice today. And, and this is how Charlie Romeliotis of NBC Sports Chicago has the lines ranked. I don't know if I agree with him on these, but here you go. Line one, Johnson centering DeBrincat and Kane. Line two, Taves centering Kubalik and Hagel. Carpenter centering Strom and Kara and Doc centering Kurashev and Reichel. Your defensive pairs were McCabe and Seth Jones, Kalnick and DeHaan, Stillman and Murphy, 
And then your fourth pair was uh, Nicholas Bodan and Caleb Jones. Good videos, by the way. Go to Scott Powers' Twitter account at by Scott Powers. Lots of good videos from practice today, including uh, Caleb and Seth Jones going at it for a drill. Uh, you know, Seth gives him the face wash and shoves his head down a little bit. The the big brother, little brother thing dynamic was definitely happening on the ice today. Yeah, and I, speaking of Scott's videos, watched a lot of what uh, he posted about Jake McCabe, who looks like he just is the really fluid skater. Doesn't yeah. look like knee, the knees bothering him at all. He was making plays at both ends of the ice. There was a lot of... There was, and I know this is practice. This is probably something that has been said a million times by a million people. There really was energy in the building today. You could definitely tell the guys were amped up and ready to go. I thought that McCabe looked very fluid in his movements. I didn't notice any favoring of the knee whatsoever. Uh, you saw, obviously, Seth Jones make a couple of uh, nice plays here and there. Cannot wait to see him get into some preseason action. That dude, everything he's been saying, he seems like he's ready to prove that last season was an anomaly and that he, he is still ready to be a top 10 or 15 defenseman in this league. And frankly, with the amount of money the Blackhawks are going to be paying him and the capital they gave up to get him, I like that he's that motivated to do that. But I think that the McCabe stuff really stood out to me today. I was really fascinated by the fact that they had Dylan Strom out there with Kara and with Carpenter. Boy, there isn't a better way to get his offense jump-started to have him out here with those two guys, right? Yeah, I just I just don't know what else you're going to do. You know, and I think that they hung on to Strom because... They weren't sure what Taves' status was, and maybe that's part of the plan. I don't know, but I just I like Dylan Strom. I'm I'm a fan. He doesn't make a ton of money. He's had some decent production. He's good on a power play. Uh, they're better with him than without. But if some team's desperate for center depth and they don't see him as a center, I think it makes a lot of sense to trade him. I mean, he's not a third liner. He's not a fourth liner. This to me is the fourth line. Strom Carpenter yeah. and Carrot, come on. That's not your th that's not the third line. There's no way. Complete a thousand percent agree. I think that it was interesting seeing Tyler Johnson with DeBrinket and Kane. I kind of liked that uh Jeremy Colleton was using a little bit of kind of mixing and matching of skill sets with a couple of the lines today. I thought that putting Reichel and Kurashev with Doc, that was that would be a really fun line to see. Not the most defensively sound line that has ever existed by any stretch, but you want young and exciting. <laughs> I know. Boy, yeah, we right. got it for you. Well, I think Bowman said today, I know for a fact he said today, that he expects that Reichel will be part of the team this year. Here's the quote. Uh, again, this is Scott Powers on Twitter. Quote, I would be very surprised if Lucas doesn't play some games for the Blackhawks this year. I don't know if it'll be October, December, February. We'll figure that out as it comes. This is what training camp is for. But they're yep. looking at Lucas Reichel as a guy it's going to be on the team. And I don't think you put him with Doc unless you're serious about that because Doc is a guy that they're looking to take a really big step forward this season. He has to. And I get the sense that if they want to kind of create some instant chemistry and to create some jump in the lineup, putting Reichel with Doc could actually be a really solid idea, and I'm really intrigued by that combination. I would really like to see it on the ice in a preseason game for sure. All right, let's take a quick time out before we do. Want to tell everybody about tell everybody like to what now? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> We'd like to tell everybody about our friend Kent Sinson 
of the Simpson Law Group after over a decade of prosecuting homicide cases as an assistant Cook County State's attorney. He opened his own firm over 20 years ago, specializing in all forms of personal injury cases, including injuries as a result of accidents, including cars, trucks, motorcycles, bicycles, boats, planes, unicycles, hoverboards, roller skates, inline skates, ice skates, gyroscopes, I already said unicycles, big wheels, sit and spins, and buses. Segway, segways. Uh, <laughs> yeah, segways. Uh, um, razor what, scooters. Wheel- the wheelies, the like things, the skates in your shoes. Oh, heelys. There you go. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And more serious things like construction accidents, nursing home abuse, medical negligence and birth injuries, slip and fall cases, and injuries as a result of hazardous drugs or products. Listen, if someone else's stupidity got you hurt, Kent Sinson is the guy for you. His firm's results speak for themselves with millions recovered for their clients. Sinson Law Group charges no fees unless they win for you. So call for a free consultation, 312-332-2107 or visit sinsonlawgroup.com don't go off sides go top shelf call now we'll be right back with a whole lot more on the madhouse chicago hockey podcast the one more thing i want to get to is um mark andre flurry and how i am like lusting over the photos of him in hawks gear <laughs> I don't know if you're having the same experience as me. Did you? Did you like? I'm assuming you liked his gear. Then. Oh my god, it's awesome! And then, um, I'll get to it. I want to. I want to just. I hope. I hope you didn't see what I saw because I'm going to ask you a question and see if your brain remembers things like I do. Criminally, okay. All right, so we did our two read. I mean, I got to give Triple Threat a little bit of love because they gave me a deal on some shirts for Fall Fest. So we also should mention the fact the blackhawks are 100 percent vaccinated yes we should good call good job good job all right here we go welcome back into the madhouse chicago hockey podcast jay zawoski here in homewood james Navo out there at his palatial estate in kankakee want to throw some love to our friends at triple threat sports 708-478-6090 for all your team outfitting needs call chris you need uh bowling gear you need hockey jerseys you want to order a custom hawks jersey chris is your guy email chris at triple threat sports or call 708-478-6090 speaking of hawks jerseys james this week was like the nhl's media blitz in chicago so we're getting all these like super high res photos of hockey players and every time I see Marc-Andre Fleury in his Hawks gear it moves I'm gonna be honest it moves <laughs> it's just Does unreal it? please tell me more it, the, well, no <laughs> it's a family podcast but the way that he went with the retro looking pads with just a little hint of the Blackhawks colors just the accents of the red, white, and black on the sides. Oh, my God, it's awesome. Oh, and by the way, if you recall last week when his helmet was uh, unveiled, there was a little bit of controversy saying that the Hawks had to um, review his designs. Do you remember this story from last week? 
you can sell how uh, in the loop I am. No, I okay, do not so remember. They showed Marc Andre Fleury's helmet, and it's got the Blackhawks logo on both sides, and then like around the chin, there's feathers. And the artist who painted it said that he had several other designs that he had to run past the Blackhawks that were, I don't want to say rejected, but were dismissed. Okay. So I wrote, mm. wrote the guy, his name is Stefan Bergeron and I know, or Stefan, Stefan. I don't know. It's French. And anytime I hear the word Stefan, I always think of the SNL skit. Sorry. So I said, listen, you know, what specifically was rejected? He said, hi, Jay. All I can say is that I can't paint images about natives that reflect violence. It's not only the flurry mask. It was the same fact with Crawford. So now I don't think Mark Andre flurry wanted the image of a native American with like a bloody tomahawk or something like that. Right. But I think something along the lines of like a drawn bow, right. Mm. Or holding a weapon or something like that. I could see why they wouldn't want that, but then they've just got the logo on the helmet. So it's almost like, I'm like trying to think you literally have a sea with tomahawks on your jersey. And yes, you're allowing the feathers to be on there. It's almost like overcorrection when you could just tear the Band-Aid off. This is a conversation for another day. But just, I mean, look, the Cleveland Indians did it. People are doing it. Just tear the Band-Aid off. Call them the Black Hawks. And you don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what I was able to get from Marc-Andre Fleury's um, mask artist, uh, Stefan Bergeron. He just said no depictions of Native American violence at all allowed, are allowed by the Blackhawks. So uh, I thought Intriguing. that was interesting. But yeah, I, I, the gear looks great. And the fact that he's on the team looks great. So I was reading, I think it was Lazarus today. And they should give us kickbacks for how many times we mentioned them. Jesus. I was going to say, um, <laughs> dude, we have like mentioned the athletics seven times today. I, I know. Think. Seriously. So uh, here's what I want to quiz you on this. Okay. From the day the trade happened to the day we found out Flurry was going to play for the Hawks for sure, how many days was that? Don't look it up. I just want you, like, from your mind's eye, how long was that? How long did we have to wait? I think it was, like, we found it out. It was, like, the day before the expansion draft, I thought. And I think he announced it, like, a day or two after free agency. So, was it, like, nine days? It was five days. Oh, wow. Didn't yeah. it feel? I read five days. I'm like, that can't be right. It felt like a lifetime. <laughs> well, yeah, because there was so much stuff packed into that. You had the um, the expansion draft, the real draft, and then free agency. Like, it definitely felt like this all happened just kind of like in a lengthy, long kind of uh, arc. And, yeah, that, that does not sound right to me. Five friggin' days, please. Is that unreal? I, it just felt like a lifetime to me that we had to wait to find out. And I think, like you said, it was just the anxiety of, like, if he says no, what are they going to do? Yeah. It kind of it screws everything if he says no. But he didn't. He's a hawk. He's got beautiful pads that arouse me. And it's just AJ, like, what? Who, who the Blackhawks trade for him? No one. <laughs> it was Mikhail Hakarainen, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, probably, but he's the Hawks property still or something. Yeah, it's some <laughs> weird some thing where like... he's still, yeah, playing for the <laughs> Ice Hogs. I don't even, like, know yeah, is what's it... going on. Yeah, there's maybe the Indie Fuel. There's some kind of sh- chicanery about with that whole thing, but. I would love to get down to an Indie Fuel game for the record. That'd be fun. Uh, I, I'm down. James, I'm down for any damn game, please. Just take me to a hockey game. That's all I want. 
Well, as long as it's easier to get that done than to book a day to play golf with you. Oh, Zing! Oh, man. Ah, I got him! Um, speaking of Zingers and got him, I have a question for you. Okay. So we discussed the Blackhawks potentially having uh, corporate logos on their jerseys next season, uh, right? We, yes, we did. We had said automatically, who's the thing that's going to be? It's going to be United, duh. Ha-ha! United is not going to be on the Blackhawks' helmets this season. Instead, it is going to be Bell Tire, a company without a single retail location in the state of Illinois. Please explain this to me. (laughs) The closest Bell Tire to Chicago is in Merrillville. That is correct. Okay. There is also a location in Elkhart and in South Bend. The company originated in Michigan. First retail location was in Detroit. So real uh, great that the Blackhawks, I guess, partnered up with them. We're never getting a sponsorship with Belt Tire. I don't care. After this. I just thought it was hilarious that a company with zero retail locations in Illinois is the Blackhawks sponsor now and then completely spit in the face of our argument that there was only one company that would logically be on the Blackhawks jersey. That's very strange. I and I don't like to I mean, I don't mind the helmet. I've I've said over and over again, whatever. Yeah, sure. Who the heck cares? Yeah, yeah that's bring me revenue. But that logo is large. Like you saw the helmet, like that bell tire, the bell tire, like tire man. That is a significant portion of the helmet. I was surprised that it was as big as it was, but hey, that's fine. Um, other good news: Hawks are one hundred percent vaccinated. Yes, they are. So you don't um, have that... to worry about any of that. I mean, look, you're, you might still get an infection here or there, right? The breakthrough cases, but you don't have sure. to worry about travel restrictions, and they're lessening mm-hmm. their chances big time of something like that happening. So. And, and that's obviously been a huge thing in the NHL the last couple of days is the uh, relatively small handful of players who are not vaccinated. Uh, I know Tyler Bertuzzi, that's been kind of a big deal with the Red Wings. He apparently is not going to be able to play games in Canada cool. because of uh, travel restrictions because he's not vaccinated. So base, I think that's like eight or nine games this season. He's not going to be able to play for the Red Wings. I thought that that was really interesting. He's showing no signs of uh, getting vaccinated. Also do want to point out former uh, Blackhawks. This is so weird to say former Blackhawks defenseman, Duncan Keith, uh, still in quarantine because he only recently got his second COVID vaccine. So not in training camp right away with the Edmonton Oilers. I thought that was interesting too. And kind of indicative of how I think a lot of players are approaching this, which is basically, look, I'm hurting my team if I'm not doing this because of the uh, strictness of the black of the NHL's um, COVID regulations this season. You miss time, obviously. That's a huge honking deal. And with the travel restrictions that are in place going across the Canadian border, you really you really have to get it. It's really like a kind of, you know, I, I don't even know the words for it. You just basically have to get it, man. Like that, there's no real option here, I don't feel yeah, like. Yeah, the NHL is not uh, screwing around with this. And I saw the story today. Um, the guy who uh, we were making fun of before the draft, Bodie Wild, bro. My God, it's Bodie Wild. Oh, yes. He is the lone unvaccinated player on the Islanders. And he said on his Instagram, hoping my human rights are enough to let me play. What a world. I will caution you, podcast listeners, heed my warning. I thought his name was Brody Wild. 
Brody Wild is not a hockey player. I'm just going to leave it at that. I searched Brody Wild on Twitter, and what I found was Don't not do it. hockey. No. There were sticks involved, <laughs> but it was not hockey. So don't. If it's your thing, go nuts. I'm just warning you, you might not want to look up Brody Wild on Twitter. It was like in the early days of the internet, everybody had to be warned, don't go to whitehouse.com and expect to find anything about the federal government. Don't join the lemon party. (laughs) Uh, We're going to hell straight away. Hey, by now, if you don't know about that, it's your own fault. Uh, all right, man. That was a fun episode. Uh, we are going to have hockey in six days. It is unreal. I cannot wait. I assume we'll do a post game because we're both going to be so excited that night that we're going to want to do it anyway. Yes, I'm, I'm down. I'm totally down with that. I was going to ask you if you wanted to do a hot mic. That's how excited I am. Ooh, intriguing. Let's think about that. That's a good idea. I might be down with that. Yes. Let's see. Let's see about that. I, I like your I like where your head's at. All right, but thank you for listening to this episode of the Madhouse Podcast. We are back. Hockey is back. Jonathan Taves is back. Asterisk. What's the word we learned today? Laconic. Laconic. Very good. You learned something today on the show. This is a full service podcast. Remember, <laughs> if you want a copy of my signed book or you want to see the I'm Fat Podcast live, join me and Rick Camp Saturday. This Saturday, the 25th at Homewood Fall Fest. It's right in downtown Homewood. You can't miss it. Go to my Twitter page or the I'm Fat Podcast Twitter page for all the info there. It's going to be a good time. Great stuff. Uh, We're doing the show live from 3 to 4, judging the chili cook-off from 2 to 3. Check out our tea public sale. Make sure you check out our sponsors, all that great stuff. Thank you all so much for listening. Hockey's back, and so are we. It's the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast was brought to you by Fry the Coop, Triple Threat Sports, and by the Sits In Law Group. I'm Amira Rose Davis, historian and co host of the sports podcast Burn It All Down. And now I'm hosting the new season of American Prodigy, all about black girls in gymnastics. For the last 40 years, black gymnasts have moved from the margins to the core of the sport and changed gymnastics along the way. Now, they tell their stories. You'll meet trailblazers like Diane Durham, superstars like Jordan Childs, and everyone in between. Listen to American Prodigies on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.